We've been talking a lot about truck driver appreciation, but what we haven't been talking about is the importance of a feedback loop from your actual drivers. We typically do feedback surveys for customers and leads, but most companies as a whole don't do it for their internal employees, whether they're a driver or not. So if you haven't started up your own feedback loop process, it's probably a good time to start or at least budget for it in the future so you know that those happiness and frustration points, you can know about them before they actually become a problem. Hello again, Blake Brumley with DigitalDispatch.io. And continuing on this topic, we've got co-founder and CEO of WorkHound, Max Farrell, joining today's episode. His service and tool provides a way for companies to regularly survey their remote workforce to find those early frustration points and get them fixed before a driver or an employee decides it's time to look for those perceived greener pastures. Creating a feedback loop with your drivers and employees in general is important for any company to tackle. So I think you're going to like this conversation with Max. Let's get to it. We're going to go ahead and bring on one of the, the larger experts is as far as driver feedback is concerned, because it is Truck Driver Appreciation Week. And what a perfect time to find out the happiness points and the frustration points on the job than with regular driver feedback. And there's no one better to in order to provide that kind of insight than CEO and co-founder of WorkHound, Max Farrell. So Max, let's go ahead and bring you in. Welcome into the show. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. Absolutely. It's, it's Truck Driver Appreciation Week, so couldn't have lined up better to, to get you finally on the show. And I, I want to kick off this interview with a guide that you released on how companies can celebrate truck driver appreciation, because I thought that there was a lot of common threads in what was seen on, in your guide and then also what I was reading on these different Reddit threads. Right. And with that study in particular, uh, the swag and events, you said the swag and events are short-term solutions to a long-term problem. Can you give us a breakdown of why you wanted to create this guide and, and what were some of the, the the value points that you got from it? Well, I think you said it best earlier that um, driver appreciation week shouldn't just be seven days out of the calendar year. It should be a continuous effort, just like retaining people is a continuous effort. You have to roll up your sleeves and put in the work every single week in order to get the results that you want. So what we wanted to share was a, a different perspective because in, in this uh, in this industry we often get caught up doing what we've done for for years and years. But you know we're in 2021 and beyond. The things that worked 10 years ago aren't going to work today and tomorrow. So we have to think about how do we evolve with the evolving workforce, the evolving dynamics of the world that we're in. And it's it's not just about stuff and and doing a cookout for one week. It's really building a strategy uh, around how do we provide more robust offerings to our people and maybe think beyond just giving out a water bottle and more so how can we set them up for long-term career success and make that part of our appreciation to them. I love that you said that because I, I've seen a lot of posts from different companies throughout the week, and while their heart is in the right place, it doesn't necessarily move the needle as as you know with with little giveaways like T-shirts and water bottles. Those are nice, but I think we can do better, and 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 that's what a lot of of your feedback from what I've read and a lot of your different reports, especially coming from from your company Workhound. Can you give us a little bit of a breakdown for folks who don't know what your company does and and, and how it yeah. came to be? Yeah, so we started WorkHound in 2015, and what we saw was that turnover is high in industries like trucking, and a lot of guys quit because they don't feel respected and they don't feel like they have a voice. And option, the only uh, 
the only option for that had been exit interviews or annual surveys, which is either an autopsy or it's too late because in this business, a guy can be happy on Tuesday, fed up on Wednesday and quit by the end of the week and be in orientation somewhere else on, on Monday. And so what we have to do is figure out how do we help companies become more proactive instead of reactive. So what we do at WorkHound is we've created a real-time feedback loop where workers, drivers can share feedback anonymously without the fear of retaliation, and companies are getting continuous insights to start to see where are issues, what blind spots are we facing, and what are the things that we need to, to change or the individual issues we need to address in order to retain our best people and improve how we operate. And our goal is to show uh, drivers, hey, we're listening, we're working to get better, and your voice matters at our company. And so that's WorkHound in a nutshell. Now, how does the, I guess, the, the, the program work? Are the messages coming from you guys? Is it coming from the company on behalf of your technology? How does sort of the, the, the whole process break down? Yeah, so what uh, our goal is to create a, a feedback loop. So each week we, uh, we send drivers a text message. Uh, you know, there's no app, there's no downloading or installing, so it's really low friction. You know, we know the demographics of this workforce, so we want to make it really easy to use. And in that text, you just click a link to share feedback. And so in 90 seconds or less, people are able to say, no, I'm not driving the truck. Here's how I feel about work. Here's why I feel that way. And we leave it open-ended because often we don't know what we don't know. And so we want our eyes and ears on the front lines to tell us, here's the issues that I'm seeing. Here's the blind spots that the company may be having and surface the issues we didn't even know to ask about. And so once we get that data, what's really important is to make sure we, we digest it and do something. You know, what I've learned is that getting feedback is good, but doing something about it is better. And then telling people what we did about it is the cherry on the sundae. Mm -hmm. So what we spend a lot of time working with companies on is making sure they understand what are the issues are there individual uh, challenges that drivers are facing? So, for example, a guy may say, hey, you said you put my wife on my insurance. You didn't do it. I'm tired of the runaround. I'm going to quit. And a company sees that. They're like, gosh, this is fixable. So what we've built is a way for companies to request to connect to these anonymous drivers to, in order to address the issue. Uh, and what we know about human nature is usually people just want to get their problem fixed instead of going to sit through orientation somewhere else. And so uh, we've actually seen it where... I think in the past year, we helped companies retain over 4,000 drivers simply by helping them be proactive to address an issue before the straw broke the camel's back and, uh, and be able to have a conversation with somebody that was about to walk out the door because of a frustration. Um, so that's one of the big ways we aim to go to work from day one is just make sure we catch and address those intervenable issues. And how do you know what questions to ask? Is it, is it customized per company or maybe there's some intro questions first that, that you start to get a good feel maybe for, for what the drivers are, are, are giving feedback wise and then it goes into more custom? How does a company know what to ask? So it, it's trying to keep it as simple as possible because if you think about any survey you've gotten or anybody listening in, pretty much any time you add an additional question to a survey, you're decreasing the likelihood that it gets completed. So for us, when we're thinking about feedback prompts, we want to maximize participation, even if that means only asking one question. So really, we're just asking, how are you feeling about work and why do you feel that way? And that provides an incredible baseline for the company to understand you know, are people talking about pay, equipment, safety, communication, and they'll run the gamut about what they talk about. It'll expose blind spots. So it'll, it, it's helped companies see, hey, our guys want to ride with pets in the truck and, and you know, guys want to take dogs on the road. We've been resistant to a pet policy, but now we have data that says this will help us retain our people. 
And they never would have thought to ask that question because the company's just operated the way it always has. Or, you know, drivers were frustrated about skipping certain toll roads. You know, if you talk to a company, would you pay the $20 toll in order to retain a driver? They probably would. So it makes sense to enhance benefits in that way. Uh, so we, we use that open-ended feedback to, to highlight, here's the things you didn't even know to ask about. And then that gives you the insight to be able to drill down with more specific questions a few weeks later to say, hey, we've, we heard a lot about um, frustrations with equipment. Where, where, where do we need to improve here? Those sorts I, of things. I love that because then, then you're putting it on a constant feedback loop. And then, like you said, if the, the company didn't know about a pet policy, if lots of drivers now all of a sudden want to start having pets in their truck, how do you even address that if you're not knowing to even ask the question? So I love that. Now, from, from a feedback perspective, you also compile reports as sort of almost like an industry barometer. And, and in fact, right. you shared with us that the, the 2021 mid-year driver feedback analysis report, and it was based on 24,000 and anonymous comments from over 10,000 workers. Your mid-year trends report highlights the importance of communication, employee outreach, equipment equity, and relationships within an organization. What were some of your favorite trends that you discovered from this report that maybe could help out some other companies that haven't started using you yet? Well, you know, first off, the uh, it's the commitment to communication. And you know, one of the, the top themes that was in there was, was equipment. And, um, it's because and a lot of times people think, oh, they want a newer truck or something, but not really. Like you have to think that, that a truck is not only a driver's tool to do their job, but often it's their home. Hmm. And so you have to make sure that you're, you're factoring in both things. How, uh, how are we making sure that they're able to, to have the best tool possible to make the most money possible? Um, but also that they have the comforts to, to feel like home. So of course we get data around uh, in cab devices, and and really it's uh, it's a lack of communication that uh, that goes on where drivers are really frustrated that those are being put in, and the company's not sharing. Here's why we're doing it, and also here's why it's beneficial to mm -hmm. to you. Uh, it's just jumping into we're doing this, and you got to deal with this other thing. Uh, and then of course you know, pay is is always one of the top three or four themes, uh, but time and time again. The biggest issues with pay are people not understanding their pay or feeling like uh, they, they, uh, there's, it's incorrect. And so really pay is a communication issue. In fact, like in some recent data, 41% of pay comments were questions. So what that tells us is that there's room to improve how we communicate about pay before we go and make any uh, strategic pay changes. So those are a couple of things that have stood out. Now, now at WorkHound, you guys, it, it, it's not just drivers that, that you're focused on as far as getting that feedback loop going. You, you also serve the industries of remote workers and, and, and frontline workers. I would imagine that managing that feedback loop, it, there's a lot of similarities there. Is that an accurate statement or is there kind of, uh, I, I guess, challenges within each respective group? So each, uh, in general, it's, it's all relatively similar. At the end of the day, we're all people. We want to be heard. We want to know that our company is listening and doing something about what we said. That's universal, whether that's trucking, manufacturing, warehousing, any part of the supply chain, or even a technology company like us. Having a feedback loop is just good hygiene for a successful business so that you become a better version of yourself week over week instead of waiting for an annual survey to try to get better all at once. You know, it's, all, it's about building habits instead of thinking like a one-time initiative is going to change something. So in short, it is relatively similar, but how it's managed, of course, there, there's some differences. The challenges that are faced are, are always different because 
you know, if you're getting feedback from the office staff at a, at a trucking company or some other company in the supply chain, a lot of them are paid on salary. So pay uh, communication or questioning, is my pay accurate, doesn't come up because that's just not an issue. Uh, and so, you know, there, there's certainly nuances like that that make a difference. But at the end of the day, people want to know, is my company listening and, and getting better based on what we say? Now, now I want to take it to, because we, we do talk a lot about marketing on this show, and, and I think that you guys have some of the better marketing that, that's in the industry between all of your case studies and reports that you generate and your email marketing. I, I think it's it's really top-notch. Talk me through a little bit about your your, your thought process of, of where you're prioritizing your marketing. Is it is it just an email and case studies, or are you dabbling in other areas as well? So first off, I want to give a shout out to Katie Love uh, from our team. She's done an incredible job in, in building the foundation for uh, our marketing efforts. So a big fan of hers, and um, she's a big reason why we've been able to make the impact that we have. Uh, and you know, that being said, a big thing for us is how do we come to the table and, and create value with everything that we do? And uh, you know, it goes back to something my grandfather told me. You, know, you can do a lot more with friends than you can with money. And so for us, we, we want to take that give first mentality and just be helpful to folks, knowing that uh, at some point we may be able to, to benefit uh, each other in, in, with a long-term relationship. So that's our mindset. Let's just, let's create value. It's one of our company values. And if we, if we live to that, then usually good things happen. And fortunately they have. Absolutely. And, and that's how I really got introduced to your company is that I heard about you once and then I signed up for you know a report, downloaded the report, and now I get your communications all the time. So I'm constantly seeing the hustle that you guys have out here. So I, I just really wanted to commend you on that because it's a lot of really valuable information, even if you're not in the recruiting and retention side of things. So just you know, shout out to, to, to Katie and your marketing department because it's, it's really, it's, it's top notch. And, and I think you know with your solution, it, it's so unique that I imagine that you you have leads sort of banging down the door in order to work with you. How are you handling, I guess, sort of that lead follow-up? Is it, is it really, uh, you know, a, the, the, a small team managing that, or do you have help with, with managing a, a lot of the leads that I'm, I'm sure are coming in? Yeah. So yeah, I'm fortunate that we have a, a great team, but behind us at, at WorkHound. So, you know, we've got different departments focused on customer success, product development, growing the, the business. Uh, so it's, it's a good, um, almost feedback loop within our company as far as how we support customers, add new customers in, and then take their feedback to make the product better. So we have a great team in place, but really, yeah, the thing that I, I really pride ourselves on is making sure that we are an operational and cultural fit for a company. And there have been times where people have said, hey, we, we want to sign on. And we've told them, no, now's not a good time because they didn't have leadership buy-in. Mm-hmm. Because you know, with, with WorkHound, we are a feedback loop, but we want to help facilitate change in the company because we want that long-term relationship where a company says, we are a better version of ourselves as a result of this. And change is hard, it's messy, and it takes time. And often it starts from the top. So if we just have you know, an individual contributor saying, hey, I've got um, this, this budget to do this, we, we say, hey, we, we need a, a C-suite uh, executive sponsor to make this a reality because we really want to make sure that, that you get the impact that you're hoping for and be able to get you promoted. Because you know, that's also been a really rewarding for us is watching people take a risk with WorkHound, especially in our early days, and they get promoted through the ranks because their company's in a much better place as a result of their uh, commitment to listening to their workforce and getting better. 
Now, w- with a lot of your solutions, great answer, by the way, that, that you hit the, you knocked it out of the park with that. Now, with a lot of your solutions, I would imagine that they're, they're more of a better fit for maybe mid-sized to larger carriers. But are, I- am I wrong in that thinking that maybe there, there's some tips that some of the smaller carriers can take from a lot of your, your, your feedback in order to get better, to get to a place where it's a good fit for them? So I think there's actually works both ways. So I think there's like for us, we work primarily with companies that have 100 or more drivers. Uh, You know, as far as the the larger the company, the better we're able to get uh, a good sample size of data and better highlight trends. But, you know, if you're able to retain one driver a month by following this process, an average cost to replace a driver is five to ten thousand dollars. It's pretty easy to say the the, uh, juice is worth the squeeze. But, you know, that being said, for the smaller companies, one of the biggest value propositions they bring to the table is that personal face-to-face relationship that's tough to scale with a larger company. Hmm. So, you know, some of the the larger companies that, uh, you know, that work with us, they really try to figure out how do we create a a set of villages within our company instead of being a bustling city so that we can try to replicate that uh, small company experience that high touch, high interaction, personalized feel with our people. Uh, and so that's the, the uh, thing that I've seen larger companies take from uh, inspiration from smaller companies, just asking that question. We, we grew as a company. We grew because we did some things when we were small to make people trust us, like us, be loyal to us. How do we replicate that at scale? And uh, we certainly like to do our part at WorkHound to help them facilitate that. I love that. So it's really information that that's actionable for the larger companies, but the larger companies are taking cues from the smaller fleets that are still doing things the right way. I, I love that tip. All right. Final question. Since it, it, it's truck driver appreciation week, what are, what, it, what is one thing that you wish the folks that are not in the trucking industry understood about drivers? So, uh, one of the, one of the easiest ones is, uh, you know, people often get frustrated about a a truck going 63 miles an hour in the left lane and a truck going 62 miles an hour in the right lane. And, uh, really what's happening is that both guys have their pedal to the metal. There's just governors on the truck. Both of them are getting paid cents by the miles. So they're trying to drive as hard as they can and make as much money as possible. And, uh, they want to get out of, get out of the way as quick as possible they're not trying to be jerks. It's just everybody's trying to make money out there and you got to respect the hustle. Uh, so once I realized that in the industry, I was much more empathetic when I got caught in those situations on the roadways. And uh, yeah, I think once you realize that, you have a ton more empathy when you're driving down the road. Absolutely. And people stop cutting trucks off. <laughs> it's a lot <laughs> difficult, a lot more difficult for them to make a stop than for you to. So, so uh, it, yeah, it, it, great advice. Max, where can people follow more of your work and, and, and work out? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, we are WorkHound. It's W-O-R-K-H-O-U-N-D. Uh, visit us at WorkHound.com. We're certainly on various social media platforms and, uh, we'd love to have a conversation about what your current strategy is, what your goals are for the future and help you become a better version of yourself. Appreciate the time. Thank you so much, Max. Have a good one. Hey, thank you. I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Digital Dispatch Podcast. If you like what you heard, consider sharing it with a friend. Podcast discoverability is a bit of a challenge for creators like myself, so word of mouth goes a long way. You can check out past episodes of the show by hitting up the Learn page on digitaldispatch.io. I also have some free courses on the site that cover content marketing, distribution, and even how to audit your own website. 
That's going to come in handy as everyone starts to prepare for those 2022 budgets. While you're there, you can also check out our socials, the DIY shop, or custom services. Until next time, I'm Blythe Brumley, and I will see you real soon.